Welcome to the Harris Creek Youth Ministry Podcast. We exist as a youth ministry to help students take ownership of their faith. With each episode, we hope to equip students on how to live out their faith in the ever-changing world. Now let's jump right into today's episode. The next passage I was going to look at was Matthew 20, 20 through 28, and I'll read that. Uh, then the mother of the sons of Zebedee came to him with her sons, who came to Jesus, and kneeling down, she asked him for a favor. She replied, uh, permit these two sons of mine to sit, one at your right hand and one at your left, in your kingdom. Jesus answered, you don't know what you're asking. Are you able to drink the cup I'm, I'm about to drink? Um, he told them, you will drink my cup, but to sit in my right and sit in my left is not mine to give. Rather, it's for those whom has been prepared by my father. Now, when the other ten, the other disciples, heard this, they were angry with the two brothers. But Jesus called them and said, you know that the rulers of the Gentiles lorded over them, and those in high positions use their authority over them. It must not be this way among you. Instead, whoever wants to be great among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first among you must be your slave. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, to give his life as a ransom for many. Matthew version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I love that. And again, you even see these these people who have been with Jesus yeah. still kind of having a little um, faulty understanding yeah. where they're still thinking, can I be on his right and his left? And they're still looking for titles. Yeah. And they're looking for place um, in the kingdom. Which, again, isn't an excuse for us, but it does make us feel a little bit better that even people who walked with Jesus uh, struggled with this some. I just think that, um, you know, we we have this opportunity to to have these words that have been preserved for us and to learn from and to say, we don't have to make the same mistakes. So what can we learn from um, a a humility standpoint? I think uh, this this is just rich. For us, for sure. Totally. And a couple of thoughts. Uh, so, well, the sons of Zebedee, what's their names? Uh, James and John, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, they sent their mom to talk to Jesus. Don't send your parents to, to, talk, to do the, the dirty work. Like, if you need to talk to a teacher, if you need to talk to a coach, if you need to talk to me, it hasn't really happened with me. But you go talk to them. Process it with your parents. They have wisdom. They can help you walk through it. Uh, but if you need to have a hard conversation or you want something, you go yourself. It's not going to go well sending your mom. Uh, so honestly, that's something that we're seeing now in this generation yeah. is um, not even like the helicopter parents, yeah. but lawnmower parents. Yep. You've probably heard where they're not preparing their child for the path, but trying to prepare the path for their child. Yep. And that's not healthy for yeah. you. You need to assert yourself in, in, a, in a humble way, but you need to be assertive and, and actually speak for yourself. You will see those are your tools in your tool belt that will benefit yeah. you. I can assure you it's going to be so beneficial for you to... Because you're on the college side, and colleges are dealing with this where parents are calling professors. Yeah. Parents are calling campus life to, to do things for students. Right. So, like, eventually it ends, right? You're, uh, if you have your parents calling for college... You're not going to have your parents calling your boss. And if you do, you'll lose your job. Uh, So eventually it has to end. You might as well work on those skills now. And that's not to say like parents don't ever have a role. If there's like abuse going on, if there's mishandling of situations that are really intense, like absolutely the adults need to be stepping in. And like I said, you should be processing things with your parents. Like, hey, I need to have this conversation with my coach. 
or I need to have this conversation with Derek. How should I approach this? Like, absolutely talk to your parents. Uh, but then a growth is for you to have that conversation for yourself. Yeah, no question. And the only other thing I was thinking of with that was just from that humility aspect. Um, it's There's a quote, it's attributed to multiple people. I think Harry Truman for sure said it. Um, said it's amazing what you can accomplish if you don't care who gets the credit. Mm, that's good. And from a leader's perspective, if you can grasp that, mm. where they might not say your name, they might start thanking people and leave you out. And everything within us, mm. I mean, pride is a beast, right? Yeah. I mean, pride, yeah. pride is a beast. And when you know that you warrant credit mm. and you don't get it, that, mm. that can eat us up. Totally. And I just think that, hey, that's not the end goal. Yeah. The end goal, I mean, you served... Yeah. You were faithful. Yeah. You know, and you, you may not have gotten yeah. all the credit you deserved, but that's okay. It's okay. And so I think that um, that idea, it just, it builds team. It builds the idea that it's not about you. Yeah. And I think the best leaders uh, know that it's not about them. Yeah. You know, especially in the Christian context. Like, this is, uh, we're never going to be able to accomplish anything on our own. It has to be God behind it. Totally. So. And Jesus, I think it's Matthew 5, in the Sermon on the Mount, he's clear. Like, it's weird. If you get credit now, you won't get credit later. Yeah. Like, it, it very explicitly, and I don't know how that all works out theologically, but I, it's clear. If you get credit now, you won't get credit in heaven. But if you don't get credit now, you'll get credit later. Yeah. And, like, one of those lasts forever. And then the other thing I, and it, it went back to what we were talking about earlier, uh, James and John want to be, uh, next to Jesus because he's, he's a great leader and they want the title of being his right hand man right and left is what they're asking um, Jesus says you don't understand what I'm about to do I'm about to go die on a cross do you want that uh, it kind of goes back to what we were saying earlier we want the title but we don't want the responsibility that comes along with that yeah. Jesus is like hey do you know the responsibility that comes alongside of being at the top with me uh, and it's the highest level of responsibility you could ever imagine. Yeah. So you have to you have to, you have to count that cost um, when you're stepping in. Like a micro like a very micro example of that is just the a role that I get to to play within Harris Creek, mm -hmm. and that's as an elder. Mm -hmm. And um, serving in that capacity is a joy. It is an amazing joy, but it's a daunting responsibility. Mm -hmm. And it's it's a title that I think a lot of people like might want, yeah. and um, I would just say like you need to count those costs mm -hmm. because there are difficult situations that we have to enter into. Yeah. Um, but more so than that, it's just that you know Hebrews thirteen seventeen says have confidence in your leaders and submit to their authority because yeah. you know and and it's because like we're gonna have to give an account. Yeah. And um, that's a weighty totally. responsibility. And so I think those are, those are things you have to gauge. Like titles are nice, but there's a lot that comes with the title responsibility-wise. I apologize. I should have said earlier that you're also an elder. Here. Yeah, I mean, so he's an elder. <laughs> I'm a youth minister. That's what we do. More value. <laughs> that's awful. not true.